Hi there, Mukraj. Uh, this is Nadia from ZenOnCo.io and Love Heals Cancer. We guide cancer patients on adopting an integrative oncological treatment approach. We help them find the balance between medical treatment and complementary treatment approaches. We help patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists, and other healthcare professionals so that we can improve the treatment outcome of the patient, right? We also help connecting patients with other cancer warriors who have gone through inspirational journeys. And through this, queries are answered, information is passed on, and the entire motivation is spread. That is our aim. That is our intention. Today, we have Pukhraj Singh here, who has been a caregiver to his son, and we can't wait to hear his story. I can't wait to hear his story. I'm pretty sure the viewers also can't wait to hear it. So over to you, Pukhraj. The whole world is listening to you. It's your story to tell. Please take it from you. Hi, Nadia. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And uh, I mean, whenever you see in the world, all stories always become, begin with a difficult start. And then they just become beautiful. At least for me, I think this is the way my life has turned out. Eight years back, uh, 12 years back, my son was 11 years old and he was diagnosed with uh, leukemia, blood cancer. And all I can say is the whole life just came to a standstill. Today, by God's grace, he's absolutely fine. He's grown up. But, but that eight, nine months of that chemo just, just kind of changed our lives. My, the whole family just changed. Because when you see an 11-year-old getting injections every day, you just don't know what happened, why did it happen. So I think my story just... My son was unwell and we, he was hospitalized and, you know, we had the hospital home, hospital home, the chemo, the injections. It was, it was, it was, I mean, I don't even want to think about it, but in all this process, God was kind. And if I can share with you how my story started, when I think it was three months, my son was into chemo, we were back home and me and my wife every day used to just share a lot of uh, inspirational stories with him. The book Secret had come out. We used to talk about the power of the mind. And uh, one fine day, I just said, I said, look, you have cancer by God's grace. You will be okay. But tell us how is it experienced? How has it affected you in your life in a positive way? So I just gave him a laptop and I had this 11-year-old in 40 minutes just writing a one-page article about his fight with cancer. And uh, it was a very positive kind of story about, I mean, that time all we used to talk about was the mind and he said most of, uh, I mean, cancer is related to stress. This is all an 11-year-old could gauge. So I, I mean, 40 minutes later, I took a printout and I was just fascinated because it just came from the heart and um, just went soon to the school, this, because he was not going to school, school is next door, so went and showed to the principal. She was also touched. She said, I'll definitely get it uh, printed in the school magazine. And this kind of, uh, I mean, this happened. A month later, we had a break from chemo. So we went to Chandigarh, my in-laws are there. And my father-in-law had just bought a, a newspaper, which goes online to all the Punjabis in the world. <laughs> so without telling me, he actually uh, posted that article which my son had written with his photo 
and my mobile number. And he just posted it. And I remember I was there at 4.35 in the morning. I had some gentleman calling me. <clears throat> he said, I'm uh, so-and-so. I'm calling from Sweden. And I just want to say I'm praying for your son. So I was kind of taken aback. I didn't know what to do. I spoke to him a couple of minutes. And then I just asked my father-in-law. He says, I just printed that article about your son's struggle with cancer. Nadia, that day I got 300 calls. In the next one week, I got over a thousand calls. I had people, they didn't know me. They just saw the article and they just started calling me up because my mobile number was there. I had first day, I had 40 people calling me. They didn't know where I live, nothing. All they said, where can we send you money? I had another 50, 60 people saying, okay, uh, we want to give blood. Where can we uh, come and give blood? And more than that was, I had, I mean, I had cancer survivors calling. I had some doctors calling. I didn't know who they were. They just read that article. And in the next one week, I think I got a thousand calls. I got a 900 messages in my phone. It's jammed after that. I don't use it. But this kind of altered my life. This changed my life. I had people calling from some gurdwaras, from institutes saying, we are praying for your son. So it was like, hang on, why are they doing it? It was, it was like, what has happened? I still remember there was a gentleman who called me, some old gentleman called me 8.30 in the night. He said, in the morning, I read your son's article and uh, I was very touched. So whole day I was farming and now I've just come to the STD both. I cycled 20 kilometers just to say, I'm praying for your son. And all, all this made me realize how beautiful the world is, how, how kind people are. And you know, the funny thing is, I probably wouldn't have done it for somebody. The way I had lived my life, if I knew somebody who was sick, I would probably just say, I wish, let me know if I can help. But here in, in a week's time, I had a thousand well-wishers. I had some Gurdwara, Granthis calling me, uh, we're doing prayers for your son and this, this Gurdwara. I was just... I mean, that time it was more like a shock. The re it was just overwhelming. I didn't know how to react. But later on, it made me realize prayers matter. Everything does matter. Good energy matters. And it was, I think, the beginning of my journey. And uh, strangely, I think God wanted to tell me that it's not only Punjabis because exactly three months later, my, I took my son to the school to meet his teacher. He still couldn't attend. And we were sitting there in the lobby and this lady just walks. My son was wearing a mask. He had a cap on. So some lady just walks up to my wife. She says, can I speak to you? She takes my wife out. She says, I don't know what the problem with your son is, but I'm a firm believer in Sai Baba. And while talking, she just takes off a locket, a gold locket of Sai Baba. She <coughs> gives it to my wife. She says, tell your son to wear it. You know, it was, my wife came and I said, what happened? She says, she just gave this, you know, gold locket of Sai Baba. So I just walked up to her. I said, are you a parent in the school? She said, no, but I'm a firm believer in Sai Baba. Please tell your son to wear this. So he actually wore it for the next five years. But it just made me realize how kind of people, that there is some prayers, there is a universe which is working which can work towards making anybody feel better. 
And I guess this is how my journey started. And today, I think the way I look at it, it was meant to be, it was payback time because by God's grace, I don't work in life. I, today, it's been two years, I've stopped working. I think my God gives me enough. It's just a way of looking at things. So I, I've been working with an NGO eight years now called Can Support. It's a wonderful organization, even recognized by the WHO. And uh, we have a daycare program there. So every once a week, I have for, for over two and a half hours, I have 50 teenagers all suffering from cancer. They come there. And uh, when they come there, they're all from the village background. So what they need is some kind of emotional support, somebody to guide them, somebody to make them smile. And they get, I, there are wonderful volunteers there. I'm a volunteer there. And this is what we kind of do. Besides this, three times a week, Last five years, I go to Ames, right opposite there around. There's a Dharamshala where 300 people sleep on the floor, another 100 on the pavement out there. And I guess God gives me strength because I actually go put my hand across his shoulder, ask them how they are feeling, how are they doing, buy the medicines, and try to make them smile. And in the end, I just hug them. And uh, this, what I do, is something called emotional handholding. And it is such an important, integral part of any kind of treatment, whether it's cancer, whether it's anything else. So I guess this is what my life journey is. This is what I think my purpose is. You know, when you start doing things like this, when you go off the track, then you start realizing why you're in this world. This is the way I look at life today. We are all born in this world with a purpose, with a calling. It's If we are lucky enough, if we are blessed enough, if we open our minds, then you can actually get a feel of your calling. And then life is beautiful. Then life is joyful. I hope. <laughs> Anything else I you would completely like? completely agree. I completely agree. Like you have briefed it all up. I, I realize you have briefed everything up. I have a few questions to ask. I could go on for that. But sure. let me just say kudos to how you have taken something that has happened in your life and made it something completely different. Like I have to... It is, you're paying it forward 10 times more than what you've got. So that is, that is amazing. It's amazing work. It is not what a lot of people would do. It's not, you actually saw it as a sign, didn't you? If you saw it as a sign and it changed your life forever, it changed your perspective forever. And look at you, we're sitting here having this conversation about what we do and how we can take things forward in such a, a COVID situation. So at that point in time also, your, your belief today in what you see and what you know is true, is so strong. Thank that you. You, you know the work that you're doing out there is for the greater good. And that I want to really, really, really applaud you on, Pukras. I'll put it across another, another way. First of all, I think doing what I do, my whole perception to living to life has changed. And secondly, the way I look at it is, it's... It gives me a high, hmm. you know, it gives me a high. Life is only beautiful when you're, when you're able to share, when you're able to love a stranger. And I'll tell you, I'll share another, how it changed a little bit more. So around five years back, we were allowed as an NGO to approach uh, Sabdajan Hospital. So first time I went with this amazing volunteer and we were at the outside the cancer ward. So there was this old couple, probably 65 years old. The lady had a gungat. She was probably from Rajasthan couple. And she 
the man had the husband had a lump right here on the neck so she just walked up to them she says namaste <coughs> mera naam ye hai main sanstha se hu and i just want to ask how are you doing how are you feeling how are you doing while talk while when she said this she just put her hands around the lady's shoulder nadia in 2 minutes that woman was howling <coughs> in 5 minutes that man was howling why because somebody in a city like delhi had just asked them how are you so you know we forgotten what it is just to ask just to share in 5 minute the next 25 minutes we just heard them out they were just waiting to talk they sold their property their kids had left them there was no exchange of money nothing but for me it was 25 minutes of listening to somebody for them it was all that emotional upheaval they needed that thing to share with somebody i can't give anybody hope but if i can even just comfort them whether with a smile just by holding their just putting my hand across their shoulder that works as healing that works as therapy so i think that changed my life if i can give my time to somebody and make them just smile the rest is incidental whether they feel better or how good they feel i think their life is a blessing i think it all started with your son because you asked him to write which in turn is one of a coping mechanism where you journal your right. life so he <clears throat> unintentionally what was in his heart just came out and that in itself was a type of healing so i it started there and if you don't mind could you tell us your son's treatment journey of how he went through treatment how it was it was it is always difficult it is always difficult going through cancer going through chemo going through radiation and even more difficult when you see your own child going through it but i guess uh, the only way i because this is what i tell people i tell the caregivers who come with the children or anybody i say when you have cancer take first of all it's not a big deal you know the wno uno say un says in the next 5 years one in one in every three people will get cancer the good thing about cancer is people recover lots and lots of people do recover so and for me i think the one of the most important thing of fighting cancer or any illness is your mindset so that's where what what i have learned or practice is something called emotional hand holding because when you have cancer you have two pains you have your physical pain because of the chemo the radiation more important than than that is your emotional pain because you are lost in life you have literally 11 different reactions from resentment from to grievance to sadness you know the whole belief system goes to the toss when you are diagnosed with cancer so the only way to look ahead is to compile yourself get your emotions in place so this is what i practice with what i deal with patients this is what i do with patients because people need an outburst when when somebody is sick the whole family goes for a toss they don't know what has happened they don't know how to deal with with the with the current situation they don't know how to deal with with the pain of the cancer or how to you know how to emote with people so this is where i guess i like to comfort people and i mean i can tell you when you go off track life can sometimes be just beautiful and amazing at least for me i feel that is the way it is right now right and uh, how about 
your son right now he must be say how old right now he's 23 right now 20? he's absolutely yeah yeah wow that is that is a big jump yes 23 for so many years yes wow amazing and he must be so he look he must be looking up to you so much as part of well, being, taking being taking care and being there is he uh, i mean as a father as a parent who has gone through that like you said before no parent would have wanted to see that but you had to be his caregiver right well i guess uh, my son my daughter and my wife i thank them for the support all the time because which other wife would say why aren't you earning money why are you just going and meeting sick people five days a week i sometimes actually meet people who are dying it's it's not an easy easy place i can't give anybody hope but if i can make them smile is good enough their journey becomes easier so i always thank them for allowing me to do what i do because any yeah. other any i would say why aren't you earning money because uh, family support is everything absolutely so it is i feel blessed enough yeah well I, <laughs> this is what i <laughs> right over to uh, my next question sure um, coming to uh, the hospital treatment and the caregivers there at the hospital uh, how would you like to talk to us about that in your experience uh, caregivers at where at the hospital when you took your son there to the hospital and went <coughs> there see that time everybody's lost yes and literally mentally <coughs> excuse me sorry it's okay you're you're mentally exhaust when 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 you know when cancer happens one is totally lost one doesn't know what to do so you just go by the guidance of the uh, guidance of the doctor one very important thing you have to take it a day at a time today is a good day tomorrow will be a better day this is one very very important message because when you when you go to a hospital and the doctor says your chemo your surgery is going to go for this month and then you got to go for maintenance you it plays havoc with your mind so you just take it a day at a time okay today was a good day tomorrow will be a better day and usually it turns out to be so that was where the hospital journey was right and the caregivers at the hospital the nurses the doctors oh they are wonderful they always overburdened but you know that's very important that to have a sensitive doctor to have the sensitive nurses and by god's grace at least that's what i found around wherever we were i mean the way i look is if you start being a source of good and good positive energy you attract that kind of energy that's what i feel today like that is so true that is so true it is it is what it is i mean <coughs> yeah. yeah so um also i would like to talk about how his lifestyle how it has changed after cancer I, i'm as a caregiver you've seen the difference how it must have been for your son as well could you tell us well, about his diet well, that time he was yeah that time he was very young but today i feel he's he's become much more uh, much more caring for people if i tell him lots of times i tell him okay this child is having blood cancer can you meet him can you talk to him he he makes sure he does that so that itself is one very important aspect you know talking yeah. to when when you are a survivor talking back to people who need you the most so i'll share one uh, one thing which i do at my daycare last year i had around 11 teenagers all suffering from brain cancer all from a village background so they came over to my daycare 
Now, these are these are people from the village. The parents have no idea about the illness. They are just petrified. The child is lost because he's lost out on his school. He's he doesn't know where he is. He's a teenager. So when they they came to 11, last year, 11 of them, they came to my daycare, and I made them sit across and across across the table. I introduced them to a 24-year-old boy who had 13 years back the same cancer. He also had brain cancer. So I said, "Aapko aaj cancer hai. Isko 13 saal pehle tha. The doctor had given him eight days, eight days to live. And today, this was 13 years back. And today, the child is absolutely fine. You know, the instant you they hear this, you have to see the glow on that teenager's face. You, though his first reaction is, if he can become okay, why can't I become okay? If the parents start getting hope, you know, if you tell them." Everything is going to be okay. It doesn't work like that. Here, I actually make them in, introduce them to a survivor of the same cancer. That makes all the difference. I get with youngsters. You have eye cancer. You have leukemia. You have the bone cancer. I make sure I introduce them to a survivor of the same cancer. That makes all the difference. So this is very very important. Right. It is. It. a kind of is the missing link that is happening right now it's linking the entire treatment journey of the survivor and the patient yes so right. talking about that as well when we take into consideration the entire lifestyle of a certain patient how would you put it in terms of say uh getting to know them as a person and their family and their family background because every family goes through it not just the patient the family goes through it as well well uh when i deal with the with the with the patient i'm dealing with the whole family because i make it a point to speak to the parent or the sibling or somebody because everybody's lost we 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 actually live in a country where we are unable to share our affections to share our thoughts also because of the way we live in society we are unable to express ourselves so this this is very important at my daycare this is what we do we are able to make them just comfort them just let them open up that is the first process in any kind of healing because you have so many hidden fears you have so many you know unless so many fears going through all the all the time so when you are able to comfort them and you are able to sh- get to get these feelings out through emotions that is very important right i i completely agree with you because um even the family does not have that awareness like you just said before even if a yeah. symptom happens a sign is shown um we tend to ignore it right right because that awareness is not there the, the awareness to go and immediately show the doctor or maybe an early detection could actually help the patient until and unless it gets to its worst situation would you like to comment on that as well always happens you see when because when you when you when you have something like this you go on a google search it drives you mad i always tell people only go and do a search if you have the guts for it because it it can it can create havoc with your mind so this is very important don't go searching for things believe in the doctor i always say believe in the doctor they know what they're doing they've been doing it for years right and i like to combine this all with a lot of integrative alternative therapies you know that is that is also there 
And I keep it very simple. I meet so many patients. All I tell them is, you know, your chemo, your, your chemo will go on, right? Your medicines go on. Just add a little bit of smile, laughter, the right breath, and sitting out in the sun. Just keep it simple. All these things go a long way in helping you recover. Yes, yes, definitely. It is all part of it. We tend to only concentrate on the medical side of it. We forget how important the integrative part of it. The, uh, organizations like ours and yours definitely kind of put it together, if you know what I mean. Right. 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 The importance of it is definitely right there. So that is the intention, definitely. So um, <coughs> talking about the side effects of... Uh, each therapy that is going mostly chemotherapy um when your son was going through the treatment did he go through any side effects of any sort major just lots and lots there were days where where he didn't he couldn't sip water for 8 9 days he would just throw up that's a side effect of some of the chemos you get there there there's one chemo which he got which is like which causes when you touch it when they mix it they wear thick gloves because when you just touch it it causes 85% burns so my son still has on his vein you can see the burns it's that terrible so this is just all part of it it was so, part of his treatment yes part of his treatment but definitely he's come out of it you all have come out of it and you all are sitting here at this point in life this is just amazing at least for me it is very inspirational <laughs> right yeah. and talking about how his uh, immunity has boosted ever since because his lifestyle has changed right after cancer could you tell us more about that his lifestyle changed see that time he was still very young right but today uh, from the after that he's very careful on what he eats how much does he eat he controls everything you know that is definitely required because in today's world we are filled with every kind of junk food with every thick kind of thing which we don't need so i think that probably was his starting point where he just started controlling his eating habits he's more into eating vegetables into you know home 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 stuff and i think all this does make a difference in the long run for anybody right and how did his mom his sister like the rest of the family take this information how did they deal with it as well <clears throat> it was it was very difficult because when you when you have chemo your immunity is very low for 5 6 months we didn't allow our daughter to meet our son so she was like you know separate we didn't let her come close so it's it's a traumatic time even for my wife it was like daily just making sure you know when you are when you are going through all this you need to have hot piping food you need to have healthy food so this was all a challenge but god was kind so yes definitely went through such a trying time and still out here making it the making it a difference to your life at the same time changing it for other people uh pukraj i really have to applaud you for this it is it is just uh, one person one man standing can make so much of a change in so many people's lives really Thank i have to so. i have to applaud you for this and today you're sitting here telling me stories of so many different other people's lives you've touched and that to within cancer that to because you know how difficult it is you've seen it up front uh, because of your son you know how difficult it can get 
you know how difficult the financial side of it can be the medical side of it can be the awareness part can be so talking mainly about how, from a caregiver's perspective mm-hmm. how has your life changed how has your perspective changed my life has taken a complete funity turn yeah in everything from my thought process to everything possible <clears throat> because i mean this whole journey how it began what happened it was tough of course but today i have a purpose today i have a purpose on what i do besides that i i feel i have clarity in what i do where where do we go wrong why do we fall sick i mean i don't know if this makes sense i'm just adding this why do we fall sick because of the way we live you know the way we live the way we are uh, meeting people there's always negativity all around so what is missing in our life is something called compassion what i do it just comes what i do is something i feel called compassion there are seven religions in the world the basic essence of all these religions is something called compassion what is compassion when you can have empathy for somebody and do something about it this you see this might be a little off track but this is how my life is when you have compassion then all you then all you have flowing through you is love and love heals it heals you it heals the people around you so this is very this is very very important i what do what do i do when i meet a patient i just love them unconditional love i hold their hand i hug them you know that's that sometimes it heals sometimes it makes them recover totally and we all have it in us there's nothing special about procrastinating we all have it in us if we just change our, our perception our reason for living that's when the whole process starts for you also today i i like to i tell people i said why are we born in this world we are born to be a blessing for others and a joy for ourselves we we don't get either of it the day you start living life like that that's when life is beautiful that's when it's full of joy yes definitely and my final question to you um yeah. what would be your message out there to everybody watching this to everyone seeing pukrat singh and what he has been through and what he is doing today words of wisdom message out there in a sentence maybe what is it yeah i just i just said it be a blessing be a blessing for others and then you'll find joy for yourselves this is most important all i tell people is just start whether it's cancer or whether it's any anything else start changing your perception start changing your belief start questioning what you do i also for me also it was not easy for 8 years to transform from working to not doing something else in life but it's giving me a high in life today when you change your perception when you step out of your comfort zone it's very important what do i do i don't do anything much all i do is just when i meet somebody who's sick i just hold their hand i just like to hear them out i just try to make them smile i just hug them it it works as therapy for me more than for them also and all i would tell people is start being a little kind start being a little sensitive start hearing start sharing start talking to people who are sick i hope i'm making sense <laughs> right right definitely you are you are definitely you are thank you so much pokrat singh it has been a pleasure talking to you 